Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crackback Podcast. I am Josh. And I am Kenneth. We've got a decent week of games to talk about. Not much action because everybody was getting ready for Rivalry Week. Oh, you got it. Got it this time. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of a lot of overmatched teams playing. A lot of know, ass kickings. Yeah, that's the easiest way to say it. A lot of guys just going out there, getting those reps in, preparing for this week because some big-time games are happening. But to kick it off, we can go to the number one LSU Tigers up against the Arkansas Arkansas Razorbacks. It uh, was lopsided, very, very much so. Yeah, it wasn't uh, even close at any point in time in the game, nah. except for the seven to three. That was it. Yeah, seven to three going into to the second quarter. That was as close as it got, and after that, it was all the LSU Tigers players making big things happen. Joe Burrow still showing out, twenty three of twenty eight, three hundred and twenty seven yards and three touchdowns. He is still stating his claim to be the number one spot in the Heisman race. Uh, he he after this last week. Joe Burrow is the Heisman winner. I mean, there's – it would take a disastrous week from him this way. I'm talking not completing a pass, throwing interceptions galore. Yeah. It, 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 it would take it would take an act of God for Joe Burrow not to wrap this – or it's already wrapped up for him not to win. Yeah. Unless it's just, you know, set in stone that somebody's got some money on something else happening. Well, never know with these, these colleges these days – yeah, and like I said, Ed- Edward Salar with a freaking phenomenal game. Averaged 31.3 yards a carry. You can just say that uh, Arkansas is uh, a boo-boo. Yeah, he had six carries for 188 yards and three touchdowns, a long of 89. So That's a solid game. That's easy work. Hand me the rock six times. Uh, he played an instant on – Freshman mode or whatever they call it. Fresh freshman <laughs> freshman mode and the AI turned all the way down. Yeah, he he, he got to play it on dummy mode. He uh, <laughs> he he did his did his six carries, got his almost two hundred yards rushing, and went and sat on the bench. He's I'm done, coach. Yeah, we good around him. So not much to talk about there. Like we said, Joe Burrow showed out. Uh, Arkansas had three different quarterbacks play in the game, so that tells you. A little bit about them. Three quarterbacks. I'm pretty sure somebody came out of the freaking stands to play in yeah, that game. Three quarterbacks, 190 yards, and one touchdown. Not not a great day for Arkansas quarterbacks. Nope, not at all. But uh, moving on, like we said, not much to talk about. Uh, we can go to the number two team. Ohio State taking on the Penn State Nittany Lions. And for a minute, for a minute. For a hot second. Yeah. Like, you know, Ohio State came out really, you know, not not saying they came out really strong, but they played well enough to, you know, to get everything going in their favor. Um, but in the third quarter, it seemed like the wheels fell off for a second because it was fumble, fumble, fumble. Like, yeah. it, it looked really bad for a second. Like, we were at my buddy's house watching the game, and, like, it seemed like every time we looked up after Penn State would score – just within a few minutes to look up and the ball's on the ground. I'm like, hey, guys, I think Penn State's got the ball again. Yeah. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they're about to score again. And they're like, holy crap. And I'm like, yeah, it just it all transpired really quick. Yeah, Justin Fields had three fumbles and lost two. J.K. Dobbins had one fumble and lost that one. 
So there's a total of four fumbles for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, but their defense was able to uh, make a lot of plays that game. Yeah, Chase Young coming back was huge in this game. Yeah, had nine total tackles, three sacks, and four tackles for a loss. He um, was he, he was what you would say in beast mode. He was in the backfield standing beside the running backs before oh, the yeah. snap even hit the quarterback. Some, of those, some of those plays were pretty dangerous because he was right there as going on the exchange. He could have tackled them both and just yeah. been – you know, just phenomenal plays. But Justin Fields was 16 to 22 for 188 and two touchdowns. Uh, he had a 21 rushes for 68 yards, and he had those three fumbles. Um, J.K. Dobbins was a workhorse in this game. Um, he touched the ball a total of 37 times, um, 36 on the ground for 157 and two touchdowns. And his long on the day was 22 yards. So, at 36 carries, he, he didn't bust one. No. Nah, which is yeah, it's good good for them to say on you know Penn State's defense, not yeah. allowing the big play to come from them or at all in this game. I think the biggest play was a 28-yard. 28 yards. So, they didn't have a, an explosive yeah. play. When they say explosive play, it's usually 40-plus. Yeah, they were able to keep Ohio State's offense in front of them, but still not enough to win the game. Uh J.K. Dobbins, like you said, he's a workhorse. And I know Justin Fields' name's being thrown into the Heisman race and stuff. No. But I, I don't see it. I know, I know his completion rating and all that, his passer rating, all that stuff's real. It looks real good. But to me, aren't there. to me, if you take J.K. Dobbins away from this team, they're not undefeated right now. Uh, they, they might have won some close games, might have lost a close game or two if J.K. Dobbins wasn't on the Buckeyes. But he they were, they were playing in the rain too, so yeah. They, I kind of figured he was going to have a lot of a lot of carries, yeah. but I didn't expect thirty six. No, but but nobody expects thirty six carries. Dobbins is the is the guy on that team that when things get iffy, you know, to hand him the ball and oh yeah, and you know, let him do his thing. Let him do work. So I don't see Justin Fields as a serious Heisman contender right he should now. He get an invite. That's just me though. I think he will get an invite, but. I, I do think there will be two Buckeyes in New York for it. It'd be him and Chase Young. I believe they both get an invite. Uh, I I see Chase getting one. I'd give Chase one before Justin Fields. Oh, most definitely. But big school, big name. I see him getting one too, just because of his his stats aren't great, but his ratings are really good. Uh, sliding on down south. For the Georgia Bulldogs versus Texas A&M Aggies. I wish they would have hung 100 on them, but they didn't. Georgia, <laughs> they got 19. So Georgia got off. 19 to 13. And this game, if I had to pick a shit show of the week, it would be this game. Oh, yeah, most uh, definitely. Jake Fromm does not look like Jake from State Farm Fromm. For all you boneheads out there that keep telling me that Georgia's going to beat LSU – if Jake Fromm shows up and goes under fifty percent passing, or I won't give a damn if he hit, if he's fifty percent, if he's seventy five percent, I don't see them beating. No, no, him. yeah, if, he, if he's seventy five percent, hell yeah, he's moving the ball. But this fool is eleven of twenty three for a hundred, or was it one hundred sixty three? If if he doesn't complete over sixty percent and have over three hundred yards, 
Georgia's not going to beat them. They're not going to no. get close. I don't even give a damn how many rushing yards you give Deontay Swift for no. how you say his damn you look, name. You look at uh, Jake Fromm's rushing yards. He was three for negative 20. He might have <laughs> so, got sacked a few times. So I'm a Statue of Liberty standing back there. Not saying this guy's doing great, but uh, he definitely didn't show that he can run the football. Uh, Texas A&M, same thing. Kellen Mond, I mean, he had a he had a lot better day passing than Jake Fromm. But twenty five for forty two. Twenty five yeah. for forty two for two seventy five and a touchdown. That's a lot better than eleven of twenty three for a buck sixty three. That is also very very true. I like I said I was highly surprised at how bad Georgia actually played in this game. Yeah. Knowing what they have in front of them, they play uh, Georgia Tech this week. It's a rivalry game for them. They'll slap the shit out of them and just go on about their business. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, well, I'm just saying if if Georgia Tech beats Georgia, then you know that's bad times for. Yeah. For uh, what Georgia, the hell's our head coach's name? Lose Georgia, my mind. Uh, Kirby Smart. Kirby yeah. Smart, yeah. That'd Georgia's, be a bad day in Georgia land if Georgia Tech Georgia, slips up and beats them. Georgia's already punched their ticket to the SEC championship game. Yeah, it's but like I said, you, LSU. They, can't afford, they can't afford for him to show up and play Georgia Tech and have another subpar game. Oh, no. And then expect them to go into Atlanta and play the number one team, air quotes, in the nation, in LSU, with that explosive offense, you've lost your yeah. mind. You will get the shit beat out of uh, you. Fromm's going to have to have a near-perfect game against LSU, and I believe LSU will dial up the pressure. It's going to be Hell nothing, yeah, he can't run. Why it's gonna not? It's going to be nothing but blitzes from every, every angle. Just make sure they cover their running lanes and stop, you know, swift. Like I, like I said, I, I see they're, you know, they're going to beat Georgia Tech, but after that, they probably going to get smacked around a good bit. The highlight for Georgia in this game was Rodrigo Blankenship going for uh, four for four in field goals, one for one in his extra points. So, at least they can kick a, kick a football. The all-American kicker. True that. Uh, number number three, Clemson was on a bye this week, so we don't have to talk about them. We can talk about number well, five. We can't talk about them. They're playing South Carolina as their rivalry game. Yeah. So South Carolina's having a tough year. The Gamecocks. Uh, if, if, yeah, big if, if they were to beat them, it might, you know, take a little bit off Mun, Mun Champ or whatever, how you say his must name. Must Champ. Must Champ. Must Cramp. Must um, Shit, whatever. That'd be the only way. They would have to. I don't see it happening. They have played some spotty ball here and yeah. there, but it's not. They're not consistent enough to do anything. I don't really think they're a good football team. Um, but hey, weirder things have happened. Don't know how much truth is in it, but I did read on a couple of sites that uh, South Carolina's administration contacted Florida State, their administration group, to ask how they handled. Willie Taggart's buyout. So speaking of Willie Taggart, did he sign his buyout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. said he didn't. Yeah, that's it's mixed. He he's he's not not gonna sign. You know. So after give the, me my twenty million. After the stuff happened with uh, Michigan's basketball coach or whatever it was, where he didn't sign and they had to go to court and counter sue and sue and all that shit, people aren't gonna let that happen again. But uh, not saying that Muschamp is out in South Carolina. But from the things I read, sounds like they've had a pretty pretty rough year though. Not oh, yeah. just on the field, but they've had a lot of injuries. So yeah. it's not like they're playing at full strength. Like I said, Clemson show up and smack them around. Who are they playing in the ACC championship game? 
I don't think it's even decided, to be honest with you. I figured it'd be the Demon Deacons, but they keep, they keep getting beat, so we know it's not them. Is there anybody else worth a damn in y'all's conference? Uh, I'll on, wait. On that side, on that side, because uh, you got the Atlantic and the Coastal, uh, so on the Coastal, you got Miami, terrible. Uh, you got Duke, terrible. You got uh, Virginia Tech, I believe. Uh, yeah, so who knows? They could they could play George Tech. <laughs> That'd be laughable. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, and like but, I said, whatever, Clemson, Clemson's got an easy road ahead of them. Two dubs before they go into the playoffs, sitting in the three spot probably when it's all said and done. But uh, <clears throat> Going out of the top four, uh, we'll be talking, you know, th- those, those four teams we just talked about are the top four again this week with actually Ohio State – jumping ahead of LSU in the rankings for God knows whatever reason. I, I still have not heard the reason why they decided to do that, but you know, it's no here, no there. They're in the top four. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter if you're first yeah. or you're fourth. Well, you were in. If your team is good enough to be in that four, you should be good enough to win a game or possibly win yeah. the championship. So it doesn't matter. Ohio State, uh, I won't say I understand but I get they beat a top ten team in Penn State and they're ranked number eight. So they did beat a top ten team when Arkansas played an unranked. I mean LSU played an unranked Arkansas. So I can get top ten win, sure flip them, but we've still got two weeks for this to be settled. So oh yeah, most definitely. Easily, easily can be flipped back. Easily could stay the same. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows how the committee's going to play this out? But like you said, you're in the top four. You're in the top four. So, moving out of that, Alabama playing at home against Western Carolina. Watch out. Western Carolina was able to put three up on the scoreboard in the fourth quarter. Ball out, son. Alabama had 66 when the clock struck triple zero. So, uh, what what to talk about there? Mac Jones had two incompletions. It was 10 and 12, 275, and three touchdowns. So, a good day for Mac Jones for what little he threw the ball. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, receivers are going to have pretty good numbers. All right. Waddle. Bump all that. This is what I want to fucking talk about. I don't know what Nick Saban had going through his mind getting ready for this ball game. Tua. They threw the ball 15 times. You have two quarterbacks on your team that have not attempted anywhere near 100 passes in their careers. They could have got at least half of that in this game. It doesn't matter. Oh, we're playing these guys. You paid them a check to come get this ass whooping. True. Put your boys on the field. That is not that is not your Alabama team playing against them right now. You put them guys out there, say, Mac Jones, sling it. He should have thrown the ball at, at, at minimum, at minimum, 30 times. But do you think that he was nervous about someone getting hurt? It doesn't matter. If you play scared, that's when you get hurt. Well, yeah, if you true. coach scared, that's how people get hurt. He escaped this game with no injuries. But see, it's still bullshit. He didn't get the people work that needed it. Those Talia freaking threw three passes. Mac Jones, 12. Yeah, it was pretty efficient. 10 of 12, that's fine. But you still need to work. Get work. I do not like Alabama. I do not like Nick Saban. 
But there's one thing you cannot do, and that's argue Nick Saban's coaching abilities. He sees Mac Jones every day in practice. So if he thinks Mac Jones needs 12 pass attempts, fuck it. Give Mac Jones 12 pass attempts. He probably would have loved to get him 50, but spreading the ball with those running backs, getting them carries, that's important too because he knows he's going to have to lean on those running backs with Mac Jones under center. So, yeah, Mac Jones probably could have used 40 to 50 to 60 pass attempts. Oh, you didn't need that many. I was just that minimum That's what I'm 30 saying. just to, to get that game, yeah. get the game, game like, experience. Get, get, in, get in the fluid of the yeah. game. Get out there, you know, get that. Get, have, get the matchups you're looking at. Hey, have I know somebody I need to do that's this. not wearing crimson. In your face, yeah. trying to he bust needs you. To progress through his reads. Yeah, yeah, you're not going up against an LSU or a Georgia or an Auburn or anybody for that matter. Like they're any good because they're really not. Because that's what you paid them to come get their ass whipped for. He should have thrown the ball more. Is he what sh- I'm getting at. He should have. True. They should. They should put these guys in and let them get something going for themselves. Like they've got to find some kind of rhythm to get to get better. Because I'm not gonna lie to you. People have asked me all week, hey, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I still think Alabama is going to win this coming week. But they're playing a lot better defense than what they've been playing. Mac Jones hasn't played against a good defense. They could rattle his cage and it'd be over before it starts. True. But the same thing could be said for Bo Nix. Bo Nix well, has that. Well, yeah, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, we haven't seen an Alabama quarterback besides two of play under yeah. pressure. Two of us under pressure in the LSU game. Guess what he did? Oh, he had a phenomenal game. Is Mac Jones going to be the same way? Is what we have nothing to tell, give us any kind of tales of what's going to happen. Like I said, I, I still think that Alabama wins by at least 10 in the game. But, like I said, I'm not going to say you know anything outside of that because I want to see if Mac Jones can play. But th- I told somebody this earlier. Uh, they're probably They're probably watching right now. Everybody's asking me, can Alabama win the national championship if they get in? My thoughts on that is if Alabama wins and win, like gets into the playoff and wins out, you know why? Najee Harris. Oh, definitely. In the next three or whatever games they have, if they get in, they got well, they guaranteed one this week. But after that, they'll have you know two. So it's three games. In three games, if Najee Harris can get 500 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns, they will win the national championship. I won't say will. It'd be it'd be close, and that's what it will take. I'm telling you, if if Alabama is to get in and oh, yeah. to win it, that's exactly what they need. They're, they're going to have to go through Najee Harris and the other running backs on that team. Mac Jones, he. I won't say that he won't be able to, but he's not going to be asked to put that team on his back and carry them to the playoffs. No, that's just that's asking a lot. Exactly. And so, asking a lot is still an understatement. It's it's big time football we're playing now. Yeah, so it's not early in the year. Oh, it's okay. You know, you you get in there, just gives you best shot. Now it's not. Buckle up, bitch. Yeah. You about to get knocked so out. If if Mac Jones is able to hand the ball off and open up the defense, open up the passing game for himself by the running backs, through the running backs, then he'll be serviceable. By no means do I think he's going to be a Cardell Jones and come in third string and lead his team to a national title. It might be iffy for Alabama to even make it into the playoffs because I do think Auburn has a good chance to beat them this weekend. Not going to be a, 
I'm not saying it's a great chance, but they still Auburn, have a chance. They, like I said, they have a world class defense. Auburn has the defense to rattle a unproven quarterback's cage and to slow down that run game. And if Bo Nix can play the better Bo Nix we've seen this season, it'll be a hell of a game. It'll be a good game if if the Bo Nix that can't make the read and can't hit the pass coming out of the backfield. I, you know, I saw him a couple of weeks ago miss three or four little little oh, swing yeah. passes. Yeah, and so like little so little routes from the running he's got, back. He's got to he's got to get like this is going to be the biggest game they played yeah. in all year. Oh, it's the biggest to me. It's the biggest game for Auburn, no doubt. But Alabama, it's the biggest game for them without Tua. Yes. So, but it's still a big game for them because it it could possibly be win and in. Oh yeah. So you're gonna have to. Find a way to win, but also throw a little little style on yeah. it, and you know they're gonna have to punch them in the mouth and yeah. do it. Alabama, Alabama loses this game; they're out of the playoff race. But had an upset right outside of the top ten. Arizona State beating Oregon, uh, number six Oregon, twenty eight. Arizona State thirty one. Coach uh, Herm, Herm Edwards, right on, brother, right on. Uh, Always like Coach Herm. Gotta like him. Gotta love him. Uh, I believe we said there was no way that Arizona State was going to beat Oregon this week, and we were wrong. Uh, <laughs> As fuck. <laughs> yeah. Arizona State's quarterback, Jaden Daniel, 22 of 32, 408 yards and three touchdowns. Outshine the Heisman hopeful. Uh, Oregon scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. That's what made this a game. Up until then, it was – it looked like Arizona State was going to handle them. Uh, Arizona State scored 18 in the fourth, but uh, it came down came down to the to the end of the game pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah, most I mean, definitely. It's it a good yeah, game. Like, I was watching it at the bar when I got in there. It was we were all glued to it. Like, hey, is this seriously about to happen right now? This is you know Oregon's beating on the door again to try to get into the playoff. They needed this big time. Oh yeah. But now, what like? Talking about what Oregon has coming forward, no matter if they win or lose the next game, they're still not in. No, no. Uh, Utah, to me, stands the well, best I mean, Well, the I didn't mean club. Oregon's next game because they still have one more game, but I'm talking about their championship. Pac-12, like they can show up whoever they play next week, beat them 70 to nothing, and then got to play Utah. Yeah. Whatever they do, I like I said, I don't, I don't see them jumping anybody ahead of them because they're no. going to fall to probably 10. Or probably farther. Don't know. Like I said, with the, with the rankings coming out again after this rivalry week, it will be interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to see what transpires this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about Oregon's Pac-12 championship opponent, which is the Utah Utes, traveling to Arizona and just going, thwink, thumping them boys between the head. The boys look good. Dude had 203 yards rushing. Yeah, Zach Moss just is rolling. a beast. If you, <laughs> just rolling. If you do not know who Zach Moss is, I Your urge, ass better call somebody. Yeah, I, I urge you to go on to the interwebs and Google his name and put highlights behind it and just uh, sit back and enjoy pure ground and pound, lightning in a bottle type running back. The guy does it all. Uh, but yeah, Utah handled Arizona thirty-five to seven. Like you said, Zach Moss two hundred and three yards carried, two hundred and three yards, 
26 carries. Uh, Tyler Huntley, 19 of 23 for 211 and a touchdown. Uh, Efficiency is the key. Yeah, Arizona scored those seven points in the fourth, so it's not like Utah was under any pressure to put up big numbers or put up yeah. big stacks. They were just stacks. rolling through that game getting ready for the next one. Yeah, they were they were handing the ball off and just letting Moss run and surviving the game pretty much. Slagging in the next game, we have Jalen Hurts and the Oklahoma Sooners taking on TCU. And I told a lot of people TCU would keep this game close, and a lot of oh, people yeah. didn't believe me. I was like, look. I was like, it ain't going to be what you think. I was like, you know, Oklahoma's still got stuff to prove. They're sitting in the nine slot. Yeah. Oregon losing helps them out, and there's going to be some more losses ahead of them. But they needed a strong showing and really didn't get it. No, uh, I had a, a buddy of mine text me, or actually put it on Facebook, saying that Jalen was out of the Heisman race after this game. Uh, he's not out of it. He's still in it. He's still one of the best players in the country. He is. He's getting the invite. He'll be sitting there on the stage. He is, but I think he slides down to the bottom tier. Uh, I think right now it's a it's a one-dog race with a underdog right behind. I think it's Joe Burrow and Chase Young. And then behind them you have Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Uh, but Jalen was 11 of 21 for 145 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, he did run the ball 28 times for 173 yards and two more touchdowns on the ground, and he had a fumble. Uh, watching this game, because I've watched the majority of it, Jalen was under a lot of pressure. Uh, TCU was sending any and everybody that wanted to blitz. They were sending them full steam ahead, so... Jalen wasn't able to just stand back and let it rip. He was having to dodge people in the backfield. TCU's uh, defensive line, they might not got the sacks they wanted in that game. I think they only had one sack. But they were pressuring Jalen to move the pocket, move outside of the pocket, make throws that he didn't want to make. So That and C.D. Lamb had two catches for 16 yards. Yeah, they, they shut down C.D., uh, Literally, the only thing Oklahoma could do was run run the ball efficiently. Uh, you had Hurts and then Kennedy Brooks. He had 25 carries for 149 yards. Churning, boy. But C.D. Lamb had one rush for 21 yards. So they were they were giving Oklahoma the the running lanes, but when it came to passing, like I said, they didn't get the sacks because Jalen's so elusive. But they were they were pressuring him a lot. So, yeah, unfortunately, my my Heisman favorite, Jalen Hurts, had a shit game. <laughs> but uh, but I still think he gets, like you said, gets the invite. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the stage with the boys. But uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Most definitely. Uh, last top ten uh, team we have is uh, Minnesota traveling to Northwestern. Um, a lot of people – talking about Northwestern would they have a letdown after another letdown almost like uh, what was it like Wake Forest and the other guys like they took a loss and then they took another loss right after uh, Minnesota did everything in their power to keep that from happening uh, Tanner Morgan was 15 to 23 for 211 yards and four touchdowns um, really good day for him uh, Minnesota looked pretty good throughout the game in my thoughts um, I watched it as much as I could uh, he did throw an interception. Uh, they they got the ground game going this week, which really helped him out. 
Um, Do you know how many receivers he threw to? Probably a whole bunch. Three. Oh, wow. Three receivers. One of those being Rashad Bateman, who, uh, to me, he's he's a gem of a wide receiver. He had seven receptions, 78 yards, and three touchdowns. This is a big-body guy who goes up and gets the football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, how tall is he? We were talking about him. I think he's like 6'3 or so. I mean, he's not like he, the, well, he's they, not big, but, no, he's, but I'm, yeah, he's that, rangy. He's yeah. lengthy. He's able he's able to play basketball, block the corner out, and reach out and snag the football. So uh, Tyler Johnson, another receiver, had seven receptions for 125 yards. He got all the work. He did all the work to get him down there. Get him down there. Put the cherry on the top. But Bateman was the guy to be able to snag him in the paint and get the get the touchdown, put six on the board. Moving on into uh, talking about some of the rivalry games coming up. Uh, early games, we have Virginia Tech taking on Virginia. Uh, Iowa versus Nebraska. Cincinnati and Memphis not really a rivalry game, but that's two of the group of five. Memphis being the uh, highest rated group of five in the country right now, sitting at 18. Cincinnati right behind them at 19. Then you have another one of Boise State playing Colorado State. Um, so of course, you have Ohio State traveling to Michigan. You have Clemson traveling to South Carolina. Yeah. Georgia traveling to Georgia Tech. Alabama traveling to Auburn. Wisconsin sitting in the 12th slot, traveling to number eight, Minnesota. Uh, Number nine, Baylor traveling to Kansas. Rutgers traveling into Penn State. Oregon State traveling to Oregon. Notre Dame traveling to Stanford. Texas A&M at LSU. Iowa State at Kansas State. Colorado at Utah. Florida State at Florida. Put you on the swamp. <laughs> it's crazy. They might as well change the name of that fucking stadium. Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> we have Oklahoma traveling into number twenty-one, Oklahoma State. There are a lot, a lot of really good games coming up this weekend. Um, my boys are playing in the Egg Bowl. We are traveling to Starkville. Um, coaches' jobs may be on the line in our game, and I hope we. Kick the crap out of them. I hate the Bulldogs. And if you're a fan of them, sorry. You should have chose better. I do like those cowbells, though. But I, the games that I'm looking forward to watching is uh, Wisconsin versus Minnesota. See if Jonathan Taylor and the boys can ground and pound the the Golden Gophers. I really hope Michigan pull. Or I really hope that Minnesota pulls that out. Um, keeping an eye on that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State game as well. That's the late game for Saturday. Um, like I said, these these games are going to be scattered throughout the next couple of days, actually, because most of those games that I listed at the end were going to be on Saturday. We have some on Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday is when most of it's going to kick off. Our game's on Thursday. So I actually, you know, while I'm in Memphis, I may take my little $23 and go up there and watch Cincinnati and Memphis play just for shits and wiggles. But we shall see. Um, but those those two, like I said, of course I'm going to watch Ohio State and Michigan, but Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama and Auburn, Wisconsin and Minnesota, and then the Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma State game. I will be paying really close attention to those. Well, like, I, I laughed. I probably shouldn't have. I should be more professional than that. I've got friends that are Florida Gator fans. But uh, if you look back, the last time – 
got the Florida Florida Gators beat Florida State in Gainesville was uh, 2009. That's so, been 10 years. Uh, 10 year challenge. <laughs> Florida gets you a went win. there. Florida gets the win in the swamp. Ten years later, uh, they haven't won again against the Knowles in the Sunshine Showdown. So, uh, yeah, Florida State. Since 2010, the Gators have beat Florida State twice. Oh, and they let you know about it too. We beat y'all 41 to 14 last year. Uh, what about the year before? What about the year before that? What about the year before that? What about? It was 2012 and then 2018. That's their wins. So I don't want to hear it, Gator fans. <laughs> Blind squirrels find nuts. Uh, so I think it's going to be a lot better game than people are going to give it credit for. Uh, Florida State, of course, is a 17.5-point favorite. Or Florida is a 17.5-point favorite. Florida State's the underdog in this. Uh, I take my boys in the points. <laughs> <laughs> All day. I take my boys in the points. Show some pride. But give me give me 17. You can have the half. Don't care. Uh, but, yeah, I take Florida State in the points in that. Uh, Trask is doing his thing. I get it. But, uh, but Florida State's got different energy to him now. I got rid of Taggart. Uh, Kendall Browse is running the offense. Uh, Odell is letting him do his thing. Uh, these, these, these kids are hungry. I'm not saying Florida's not hungry. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they're just as hungry. Well, they're sitting at number eleven right now. Sitting at number eleven, they ain't got they, a shot. But they still get. They still get a really good New Year's Six bowl. They can still get a good bowl. But Florida State's going bowling too, and we want us a good one. So, uh, Florida State, those those kids are going to be pumped up. I think they're going to be more pumped than Florida because they have owned the swamp <laughs> for ten years. Uh, but it, it should be a good game to watch. And uh, to all my Florida fans out there, I still love y'all. Even though y'all talk trash to Florida State recruits on Twitter. Uh, these are these are kids in high school. Let's not go that far. <laughs> uh, but Oklahoma playing at Oklahoma State, I'm looking forward to also. And, of course. You got to watch your boy. Yeah. And, of course, the Iron, the iron Bowl. Arm. As my buddy Matt Galliano would say, a true Cajun, the Arm Bowl. As, I asked him to spell that one time, and he almost slapped me. <laughs> Every, everybody's going to be watching the Iron Bowl, and everybody's going to be watching uh, Big Blue take on the Buckeyes. Uh, Should be an exciting week. We'll be football, a real, we'll be a real, because we get real Thanksgiving football, Friday football, Saturday football, Sunday football, Monday football. We got five days. Yeah, and I'm off every one of those days. Same. So, but speaking of my boys, John Rice Plumley. Probably going to hit that 200-yard mark again just because he can. Jerrion Ely and the boys will probably stack on another 100 or so. I'm just looking for some running Rebels to go wild. But we are going to slide into the the NFL portion of our show at this point in time. Uh, guys, please like and share the stream. Get us Help us get our names out there. Uh, we appreciate everybody liking so far and commenting yeah. when you have. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like NFL football, stay tuned. Learn something. You might learn to love it. Yeah. We're going to kick that off with the Thursday night game. We had the Houston Texans hosting the Indianapolis Colts. And one of the tightest races in the NFL when it comes to their uh, the, winning the division, division. Uh, winning winning your division. Um, the Houston Texans get the win 20-17 to 17, uh, on the arm of Deshaun Watson, 19-30 uh, of 30 for 298 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, two touchdown passes going to DeAndre. 
Yeah. So whoever had him in the fantasy was doing well. And Will Fuller had an explosive day, seven catches for 140 yards. And for those that do quick math, that's 20 a catch. So. And yeah. the, the, and still still this kid for the Indianapolis Colts, the Williams boy. Nobody knows who this guy is, but here he is with another 100-yard game. Sitting on my bench in fantasy. Picked him up on the waivers, just played keep away. Well, you're sitting in first place, so it really don't matter. True. <laughs> I'm, I, I moved into fifth. What's up? That's all you got to do. Moving on up. Six, six teams get in. One comes out. It's going to be uh, me, son. I'm going to meet you in the playoffs. I'm going to lose. I mean, I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of winners and losers, going into Sunday, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the oh, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, shit. We got your boy again. I told I Hey, I picked him. I said, pick the Bucs. Uh and you asked me how many interceptions James Winston was going to throw. I said three. He threw two. So <laughs> the over and under. <laughs> but you look at you look at Jameis. He was eighteen of twenty eight for three hundred and thirteen yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. No sacks. Didn't get sacked. Uh, all the sacking was on uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was sacked six times for forty six yards. It's unreal. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense turned up the pressure. Uh, I've I've been I've, you know I've been looking at these stats a lot lately. Team rushing, you know who who rushes better? Atlanta had 19 carries as a team. Understand their top two running backs are out: Anito Smith and uh, Devontae Freeman. 19 carries, 57 yards. That's strong running. That's three yards a carry. <laughs> Tampa Bay ran the ball 34 times for 133 yards since 3.9 a carry. Both teams only had one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't have to run the ball because James Winston was slinging the rock. To Chris Godwin. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Godwin had 184 yards receiving. Speaking of this game, since we are talking about it, um, I had to play in my fantasy league. It was uh, Trent. Trent's number one, and I was sitting at number two. Trent was beating me after this game because guess who his starting quarterback is? Jay Boo. Guess who his starting wide receiver is? Chris Godwin. Yes. So he absolutely tattered my ass up. Like he, like, just come out the gates. I was like, man, I'm about to get my ass kicked right now sitting in second place. I got to do something. Well, the whole week, Vikings on bye. So no Dalvin Cook for me, no Adam Thielen for me, no, you know, no – Kirk Cousins. Those are my three dudes. And just about every week I play them, guess what happens? They show up and show out. I've been smacking folks around. So the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, I ain't playing Phillip Rivers. I'm going to cut his ass. He's terrible. Got on the waiver wire. Found me a gym. Ryan Tana Trill, baby. 40-something points. Uh, got me to win. Like, I was like losing absolutely losing my game going into the day. And I, I don't really sweat fantasy games sometimes. But I sweat in this one. I was like, man, playoffs start in a couple weeks. I need to be on top. I got to beat my buddy. Because Trent's beat me earlier in the year. And I was like, I got to beat his ass now. A little payback. Yeah. And I, like I said, not only did I beat him, but I put a little, little extra on the end. Because people see it on Facebook. I posted the picture last night or night before last after after the Monday night games were over. I was like, holy crap. Gonna do his kicker wasn't gonna make enough points to come back and beat me. Yeah. It just wasn't gonna happen. But that was like I said, you that combination, guess who he also has? Mike Evans. Yeah, so he is loaded. So just put things in perspective for people who 
want to talk stuff about my guy, Jameis Winston. Oh, crab legs, this. I've heard it all. I don't care. It doesn't faze me. <laughs> the guys in the NFL slinging the rock. Oh, okay. Leads the league in interceptions. He has two receivers over 1,000 yards receiving this yeah, year. Yeah, they're both in the top five in the league. So, I, I don't want to hear it. But he's also leading the league in every turnover statistic. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's doing his thing. If Tampa Bay had a legit running back that could run the ball for more than 50 yards a game, they would be pretty darn dangerous on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, because the only thing that would do is open up more throwing lanes open for him. Open up huge throwing lanes. And Jameis is a gunslinger. I didn't hear anybody bitching about Brett Favre leading the league in interceptions thrown for fucking 30 years. Yeah, but he kind of won a lot of games and a Super Bowl. No matter. Hey. I'm just saying. Bucks are doing their thing. James Not winning a Super Bowl. James Winston's doing his thing. They're going to get rid of these terrible-looking uniforms, get some good-looking uniforms, and they're going to get back into the day. When is that going to be? Uh, sometime. They're they going back to, to the cream? they got to. Ooh, oh, the, or- the orange sickle. Cream sickle, baby. Uh, but anyway, so... Uh, I digress. James Winston's good. So. <laughs> Going to the next game, we had the Denver Broncos traveling to Buffalo, taking on Josh's boy, Josh Allen. I like um, a lot of guys in the NFL. Not going to lie. No homo? No, no homo. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've never tried it, so I don't know. Oh, but God. that's a whole different <laughs> subject. <laughs> but uh, the Buffalo Bills come out on top 20-3. to um, Cruising day for these boys. Devin Singletary, another good game. Young kid doing very well. Uh, he had 21 carries for 106 yards. Was it this game or the last game that Frank Gore? This game. This game, Frank Gore passed. Um, oh, man, who was that? that he, Barry Sanders. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, number, yeah, number three. Number three. Frank Gore passed the GOAT. Barry Sanders, number three all time. Took, took Frank Gore a little while longer. It only took Barry nine years. So... Frank Gore, 30. Yeah. Same thing. Something like that. Josh Allen, good day. Um, 15 to 25 for 185. Two touchdowns. Uh, Cole Beasley slid in there and got me a few little points. <clears throat> like at the beginning of the year, he was completely trash, so he read on the, the fantasy wire for a while. I picked him up in the Titans game when they played us. I was like, this fool's going to score a touchdown against us. Yeah. Ever since then, he's been scoring me points. So even though they beat us and I don't really like it, I'll take the points. Yeah. I'm trying to get that belt signed. We got, got a badass to. belt, too. Got to. Have to post a picture of that. But, anyways, moving on, we had the New York Giants traveling to the Windy City and taking on the Chicago Bears. And another shit show ensues. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, as a team, your best player can only get 59 rush yards. But that's He's a, the best player. Well, he's the – I don't know how you would say that because he's on the, he's on the field the same time as Khalil Mack. Yeah. So who is the better player? Uh, this season, definitely Khalil Mack. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Bears win nineteen fourteen. Giants are a shit show. Uh, two and nine on the year. They're probably going to have a extremely high pick, a really good pick, and hope they don't blow it. Well, I do hope they blow it. <laughs> they they are they going to are they going to they going to get Chase Young? They hope they don't blow it on a guy like Daniel Jones. They need to get some uh, offensive line helps. What they need? So. Yeah, when when Saquon Barkley has fifty nine rushing yards on seventeen carries, some, it's, it's pretty wrong. bad. Teams teams are just loading up the box, begging them to throw the football. Uh, 
Mitchell Trubisky did throw the football, and Trubisky was 25 of 41 for 278 and a touchdown. Old biscuit. Allen Robinson, the second, uh, had six receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown on the day. Uh, that's a season high for him. Uh, not really much else to talk about in this game. Uh, Got the Squealers and the Bungles. Yeah, Steelers and Bengals. Uh, Mason Rudolph took the proverbial helmet to the head in this and was benched for Devlin Hodges. The uh, duck. The duck. Uh, believe duck he, time, Hodge. believe he played football in the great state of Alabama. No idea. Uh, no idea who the kid even is. But uh, <laughs> No idea. I believe he played at Sanford in, in Birmingham. But uh, he came in and was able to rally the Steelers to a win 16-10 over the Bengals. Uh, Benny Snell, former Kentucky kid, 21 carries, 98 yards. Nothing Good day, kid. Good not, day. Nothing impressive, but serviceable. Uh, they needed that because the run game's been ass yeah. the last three weeks. Yeah. The big big story, Cincinnati's still fucking winless. Well, the uh, big story was that they tried playing Ryan Finley ahead of the Red Rocket. And, you gotta try something. Well, guess what? The Red Rocket's starting this week, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I, I, that's what I'm saying. You, <laughs> had, you had to try something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon can only run the ball so much. Uh, but, yeah, Bengals still, still winless. And Steelers moved to six and five with a bunch of quarterbacks nobody's ever heard of until. And with the first year. overall pick, the Since Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow quarterback, LSU. Exactly. <laughs> uh, moving on to Cleveland, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Cincinnati. Uh, the Browns beat the Dolphins forty-one to twenty-four. Baker Mayfield had a pretty good day, twenty-four thirty-four for. 327 yards and three touchdowns. Nick Chubb had over 100 yards rushing and a Again. touchdown. Jarvis Landry, 10 receptions for 148 yards and two touchdowns. He's been riding my touchdowns. bench all year to the last three weeks. He's been scoring touchdowns, yeah, baby. Yeah, been getting touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I think Odell Beckham Jr. even caught a touchdown pass in this game. That's who his other touchdown that came to. So, uh, big game for Cleveland's offense. Sure, they needed that. Uh, Dolphins still suck. <laughs> uh, That's an understatement still. Still suck. And prob- they'll probably end up with the what second pick? Second, third, you somewhere think they go there, quarterback? fourth. Uh, why can't I play quarterback, Coach? Uh-huh. Hey, hey. Huh. That's why. Now, sit down, you dumb bitch. Exactly. <laughs> uh, moving to the next game, we had the Carolina Panthers traveling into the Dome. New Orleans Saints home. Yeah, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And this game was actually pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, very exciting. I learned that Christian McCaffrey is the baddest white boy to ever play football. History. Yeah, in history. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Gerald McCoy absolutely let everybody know who he thought the best white white boy in the NFL history is. Yeah. And that would be Christian McCaffrey. The kid is absolutely jacked. Fast as hell. Run the ball, catch the ball, probably even throws it around a little bit. In this game, I figured the New Orleans Saints defense would kind of pump the brakes on the running a little bit. Some people have done that this year, um, but they're still not keeping him from catching the ball. No, you can stop him. from. He had 22 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. His long for the day was nine yards. 
you can stop Christian McCaffrey running the ball if you have 10 guys in the fucking box. But where you're not going to stop him at is receiving. Swing. At nine receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. Uh, That's a lot of points. Yeah, well, those nine receptions came on nine targets. So if you. It's pretty efficient. Yeah, Allen threw, threw the ball that way. McCaffrey was catching the ball that way. Yes, sir. Another big thing out of this game that I saw and noticed is Alvin Kamara. He also had nine catches. He did. Oh, not, not that many yards. Oh, nine targets. Yep. And he had 20 guy. touches on the day. 11 rushing, 54 yards. Really good average. Long of 30. Nine catches, 48. Nine, nine on nine. Same as, you know, yeah. Drew Brees throwing him. It's like he, he just doesn't look as explosive. Uh, I'm not going to say – I think they are not giving him the work he deserves. But no, like he's just not looking explosive. Like the rushing touchdown, Latavius Murray, he looked explosive. <laughs> where's where's the explosion when you get the ball? Like that's what I always to, I was always told. As soon as you as soon as the ball touches your hands, you need to explode and do something. I didn't really see it out of him. Yeah. You know, yeah, he had a decent thirty yard run, but damn. You had you had a long of thirty, so that means on ten carries, you had twenty four yards. Yeah, he's he's not the he's <laughs> not the Alvin Kamara carry. years past. Yeah, like I said, Drew Brees, another highly efficient game, thirty of thirty nine, three eleven, three touchdowns. He did have a pick, sacked twice. Um, like I said, both of these quarterbacks didn't have a bad day. Like I said, both their ratings were well over a hundred. Uh, Michael Thomas. Hauling in 10 catches again, 101 yards and another touchdown. Jared Cook with a huge day if you have him as a tight end. Uh, six catches, uh, 99 yards and a touchdown. On the uh, bench. DJ Moore had a good game for the Carolina Panthers. Six catches, 126 yards and two touchdowns with a big play of 52. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the game, and the Carolina Panthers had a chance to win this game. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Just absolutely boink, pushed it to the right. Yeah, not, and left plenty of time on the clock for, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game in Drew Brees. And what does he do? March them right down the field. Smack one through loops. the – Yeah, just toot it and boot it for the win. Carolina just absolutely gave that game away. They should be they're, – they're, the way their record is sitting at it, five and six – it is not how good this team actually is. They have a really good team. Oh, yeah. They are just on the shit end of luck this year. Shit end of preparation. H. Uh, <laughs> moving on to New York. Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Playing the Jets. Uh, Jets beat the fuck out of them. 34-3. <laughs> the Raiders scored three points in the first. I'm pretty sure... John Gruden caught a rough some things I wouldn't even push to say on our podcast. And we drop a lot of F-bombs. And we drop a lot of F-bombs. He used some C-bombs, some F-bombs. <laughs> some M-F-bombs. He used all kind of bombs. Uh, just know that he said them, and you can read his lips pretty oh, yeah. plain. Pretty plain. Uh, the plainest day what he was saying. Yeah, Sam Darnold, 20 of 29 for 315 and two touchdowns. Also ran for a score. It goes to show you what kind of day Oakland was having when Sam Darnold Rushes for a fucking touchdown. Have a day, son. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell not too not too hot. He hasn't been hot this year in New York. I think that's because they're asking him to do too much besides just handing him the rock and get him going. Le'Veon Bell's one of those running backs. 
He gets better as the game goes High on. High volume. Yeah. You get him 30 carries a game, he's only getting better every carry. Uh, he had 12 carries this game for 49 yards. But, uh, but yeah, the Raiders did not look good. Uh, and the Jets actually did look good. So I, I, that probably gives Jets fans hope. I hear if they win out, they have a shot at the playoffs. They, if, if, they, if the Jets do win out, they can make it in the playoffs. So all hope's not lost in New York or New Jersey or wherever. Wherever, this, wherever they decide to call themselves wherever from. Wherever the fuck they want to play and say they're from. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, moving on, Seattle Seahawks, Philadelphia Eagles. Told you last week, pick the Seahawks. Uh, as much as I wanted the Eagles to win, they had every fucking chance to. Uh, we don't have a receiver that can catch the fucking ball. Uh, Rashad Penny ran for a career best, 129. Uh, one of those carries, they just, it was like the fucking Red Sea was parted. Yeah, he was, uh, it was He was gone. Uh, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, Seattle at one point did, I think that was their first touchdown, did a little fucking motion, tossed it and flip it back to Russell Wilson and guy walking into the end zone uh, before Philadelphia secondary realized what was going on. It's too late. Uh, tough day. Tough Those day for the Eagles. Turnovers. Just turnovers and turnovers. Yeah, Carson Wentz had three fumbles. Two, two he was getting lit up, too. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like it was knocking it out of his hand. Like He was getting his shit knocked He loose. was getting beat up. <laughs> uh, I feel sorry for him. I ain't going to lie. Oh, Zach Ertz had a pretty good day for you guys. 12 catches, 91 and a tip. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 12 catches. The team had 33 receptions. So A third of it was to him. So a third of it was to him, and then three of them went to a running back. Seven of them went to another tight end. So you do the math. I mean, you had three receivers who caught the ball, and I guarantee you, you don't know who any of them are. I might. You might. <laughs> Average everyday person listening to Jordan Matthews, who's on his third stint. From Vanderbilt. Third stint with the Eagles. He yeah. had three catches. Uh, Greg Ward Jr., he played quarterback. At Houston. In college. Woo! Got it right. Suck he, it. He played quarterback <laughs> in college. And the third one, like second, third, however the fuck you want to look at it, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I don't know that guy. Second round draft pick out of Stanford this year. So That is a, that is a Stanford name. Yeah. J.J. Ortega <laughs> actually looks like it would be pronounced Arcega-Whiteside, but he's from Spain, so Ortega it is. Uh, well, I got two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad, ain't that? Two out of three is not bad at all. Uh, but if you look at it, uh, Russell Wilson, 13 to 25, 200 yards, threw a touchdown and an interception. He was sacked six times. Carson Wentz was sacked three times. All three of those times, I think he fumbled. But uh, our quarterback was upright a lot of the game. He was just getting rushed, forced to throw bad throws, forced to get out of the pocket. Russell Wilson was just getting pressured. I mean, if you look, if you take Rashad Penny away, Chris Carson had eight carries for 26 yards. Russell Wilson had three carries for 15. Their best, their most most receiving yards was 38 yards out of Tyler Lockett on one catch. He had two targets. Their best receiver had two targets during the game. DK Metcalf, 35 yards, three receptions. Malik Turner, he was the guy that caught the ball wide ass open. 
well, pretty wide ass open. But that's his. I think that's his first NFL touchdown. He had that hold my nuggets segment. Yeah, but I mean, they shut them down for the most part. Just couldn't do shit with it. The defense played great. The offense just couldn't get anything going. And I put that all on not having a receiver that Carson Wentz one's comfortable with or two that catch the fucking ball. So, anyways, Greg Ward did a good job catching seven targets, six receptions. But all those were little outs, uh, digs, and stuff like that. I mean, it was nothing. This He was just caught up from the practice squad. It's not like the guy was going to get in there and burn anybody and score, you know, deep touchdown or anything. But anyways, Eagles fucking lost. They're five and six. Uh, not too far behind the Cowboys because they suck too. We're in the worst division in football. Uh, Giants suck. Redskins suck. Cowboys suck. Apparently, the Eagles fucking suck too. You'll have that. You will. Um, Speaking of the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Washington Redskins welcomed in the Detroit Lions who are steadily losing quarterbacks. They're starting a guy I've never heard of. This week, because Driscoll's down now. So, Matt Stafford, no-go. Jeff Dr- Driscoll is now a no-go. Um, they lose this game 19-16. Not explosive whatsoever. Nothing really exciting happening. Nothing really going on. Yeah, Driscoll, Driscoll threw an interception to pretty much steal the game. Well, he threw three of them. Well, um, his last one was in the final couple of minutes of the game. Yeah, they were trying to drive and get in the win. Like yeah. I said, it was and Dustin Hopkins, Redskins kicker, kicked the go ahead or go ahead field goal and sealed the game I, up. I will say this about the Detroit Lions. Bo Scarborough. They brought him in a couple of weeks ago. Off the practice squad. Playing pretty damn well. He's so gonna earn a contract from somebody. Yeah. Because I not, think during the offseason he was with the Dallas Cowboys last year, yeah. this year, or something like that. So he's he's been around a little bit here and there. Might not stay in Detroit, but he'll get a yeah, chance. He's gonna, but Detroit's got Carryon Johnson, just yeah. if he can stay healthy. But that would be a hell of a freaking combo, Carryon Johnson and Bo Scarborough. Yeah. Two really good run running backs, hard running backs. Um like I said, there's there's really no huge numbers to even talk about in this game. Yeah. Um 144 passing yards from the Redskins, 86 rushing. Like, both of these teams have a lot of work to do coming up. When I say coming up, I mean in the offseason because their seasons are pretty much over. They're not going to be getting a whole oh, lot no. of nothing. No, they're they going to be getting some draft picks is what they're going to be they're getting. They're looking forward to the draft and offseason free agency. We're going to move into my game, them boys. Them Titans. Yeah. And I don't know if any of you guys, if you guys did not watch this game, um, this game was exciting for what transpired in the game because, you know, going into halftime, it was 7-3. to three. Defensive struggle. Everybody's like, yeah, that's what we expected because guess what? Every freaking time we play them, it seems like it's a defensive struggle. Oh, yeah. Um, we come out in the second half, and Tannehill says, all right, boys, let's get it. Let's go. They scored four touchdowns on six offensive plays, I think. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. We threw a touchdown to a fat guy. Dennis Kelly getting a touchdown. Then we had Derrick Henry break a six or a 74-yard touchdown. Then we had Darren Bates 
Debo their kick returner. I don't know if you watched that play at all, but that was one of the best like special teams tackles you could think of because he comes in, hits the guy. So he's making contact with the right side of his body. What his left side does is like a swim move. He throws his hand up and over and literally, boop, ball comes flying out, slides over, and he jumps on top of it. One play later, Derrick Henry again, seven-yard touchdown. Let's keep it rolling. Well, then we get the ball back. I was like, oh, hey, guys, we ain't got to run the ball no more. I'm just going to throw one of these lasers right here to A.J. Brown and let the rookie get loose. They were talking about speed. Derrick Henry was over 20. I think his was like 20.44 miles per hour. A.J. Brown about 20.77. So, Cats was moving. Yeah. And, you know, your boy Nick Foles had a pretty good game. Didn't have a bad game. I wish we'd have beat the shit out of him a little more. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, we could. He could only do everything by himself. Yeah. Uh, like, the boys really wasn't helping him out that much. Larry Fournette. Uh, did his thing. He got into the end zone twice. I think that puts him at like three or four touchdowns on the year. Uh, but you look, the, the guy that Fournette targeted the most, I mean the guy that Foles targeted the most was Fournette. Oh, yeah. They targeted him 12 times coming out of the backfield. Uh, he had a freaking amazing day. Yeah, 62 yards catching, uh, 97 yards rushing, so... Fournette, Fournette and Foles was the connection. Yeah, because uh, if you look at the stat line, the average, looking at the receivers. Oh, yeah, totally totally different by each team. The, like I said, the last time we played, we had some had some bigger plays yeah. happen. Like I said, the big run with him at the end. He didn't break off no long run. Leonard Fournette's long run of the day, 16. We'll take that. Yeah. And if you keep everything in front of you, like the longest he, pass on the day for them was 27. Two Fournette. That's what I was going to say. I was so saying, he had he, both of the long he plays. Had, he had both of the big big plays, but uh, Jacksonville's receivers couldn't do anything to really get open and get loose against Tennessee's defense, and that's to be expected. Tennessee's got one of the better defenses in the NFL for the past couple of years. They were playing like it. and Exactly. They were playing like it this year. You want to talk about some tackling uh, machines in this game? Jayon Brown and Adoree Jackson. Think about Adoree Jackson, how big he is. He was busting yeah. Leonard Fournette. He hit him a few times. I was highly surprised. Usually the DBs, their first rounders are all in there. You know, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Making those business Yeah. There was no Olays in this one. I think somebody jumped on Adoree's ass and said, hey, look here, Buster. You a first-round pick. You better be fucking playing like it. You need to go earn your money. Yeah. And he, like I said, he's been coming on playing a lot better. Like I said, we have some guys having some hella good seasons. Harold, Harold Landry ended up with another sack. Uh, Rashawn Evans having a really good year, having another sack. Uh, we didn't get any picks this time. That's what I was kind of hoping for. Oh, yeah. Usually we get a pick some point in time in the game. Yeah. Nick but neither one for either. Like, there was no – Nick, no, Nick Foles is too smart. Oh come on! Right on your parade with the with the turnovers. Titans did lose two fumbles, one yeah, by Tannehill and one by Derrick Henry. So, and if you, I don't know if you've noticed the last couple of times that Derrick's fumbled. It like I don't know, like you know, I guess he had some Brucey time on the sideline and ate a piece of popcorn before he walked out there. But it's like, pfft. yeah, and it's like the. It's not like he's getting the hell knocked out of him. Yeah. It's not like somebody's ripping the ball out of him. It's like a, the smallest little hit. You don't yeah. see his body move. It's kind of like, oh. Yeah. There it goes. 
It's like the week before, he just kind of he was just running. And it was like a two of fumble. Just whoop, yeah, it's like, where the fuck did the ball go? Like how did it get up in the air? Like nobody even hit you. Yeah. Well, like I said, he, he's got a. They've got to. Do, they do have to get a wrap on that. They actually have. They've been talking about that. Bring in Tiki Barber. <sighs> High and tight, baby. Hold that thing up against your face mask. Yeah, you gotta have it up here by your temple while you're running. But like I said, they have said something to him because right, as of right now, uh, Derrick Henry is. I think he's in second place in the AFC in rushing. Uh, 10, 10 rushing touchdowns. Um, he's in a contract year. He's about to get paid. Either with the Titans or somewhere else. Somebody is going to pay this man. But if you've, if you've looked over the last couple weeks, when it comes to the Titans, they've had a fullback. Yeah. This week, the bootlegs, I'm like, man, I was sitting there the whole time. Bootleg, hell yeah, baby. That's what we are. We are a power team. Line up. You know Derek's going to get the rock at some point in time. When's it going to be? Right now, are you going to catch Tannehill? Like Tannehill's first touchdown, perfect bootleg. Kind of scared the shit out of me when he went about 10 feet up in the air because that fool got cranked at the freaking goal line, and he, he landed flying. flat on his back. He was flying. And, like, that Arthur Smith, you know, I've been giving him shit all year. You can go back and watch all the shows. I talk shit, and I'm mad shit about him. I don't know. Like I said, they signed this guy two weeks ago. Boom. They got him in there. He's blocking for Derrick Henry. Play action boot, man. The play action works better when Derrick is absolutely eating people alive. Oh, yeah. But like I said, even at the beginning of the game, it really wasn't that much. That bootleg, that was in the, that was in the second quarter. So they got a they got a you know steady dose in the first quarter. Second quarter, hit him with the oops. See ya. Oops, like I said, Tannehill had a like I said a really good day. Like yeah. it's you know he is becoming the franchise quarterback. I, I wouldn't say franchise teams. quarterback. He's making himself a lot of money right now. Hey, and what and with what we have ahead of us right now as we speak, the Titans have the hardest schedule left in the NFL. Hardest schedule. We've got the Houston Texans twice. We got the Colts. We got the Raiders. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming ahead of us. If Tannehill, like I said, right now he's 4-1 and one in five games. For us to make it into playoffs, 4-1 and one again. So he'll be 8-2 and two total as a starter. That would put us at a really good – as a really good record, that would put us ahead of the Houston Texans, us winning a division. As of right now, I think we're tied for the last spot in the wild card. Like I said, there's a lot of things that can go on. Like I said, the Jets went out there in. Like I said, if you know the Colts went out there in, there's a lot of stuff. Like I said, there's plenty of football left to be played. There's five more weeks left. Like I said, but but the Tennessee Titans playing like this, nobody wants any part of that. Yeah. That that like I said, that the play action is just so strong. Like you you could just tell everybody was just crashing. He just takes off running, or just little dump passes. That yeah. that was freaking phenomenal. I was like, hell yeah, get it out there, let him get some yards. You can't ask for anything better than that. No, and I'm not. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's the answer in Tennessee for that. Team. Look, is it, he the way he's playing right now is what I told somebody. Like I had the end of the talk show that I that I, told, I said something to him. I said, "Look, I was like everybody gave him so much shit playing in Miami, playing on Miami. Everybody's still living in Dan Marino's freaking shadow there. Yeah. They haven't been shit since he was there. But he didn't have a he didn't have a cast around him worth a damn. Name a running back that he had that didn't get traded off and did good." Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they tried. Like I said, they brought in Frank Gore. They brought in yeah. all these. Kenyon Drake was a, was a draft pick. 
didn't really turn out that well. All these guys they brought in, they're wide receivers. Name one. Jarvis Landry. Guess where he's at now? Yeah, I mean, they trade away talent. Like I said, all these talented guys are leaving and doing better in different places. They're just not getting it yeah. there. They've got young talent that they've missed on, Devontae Parker, guys like that. But uh, but this team in Tennessee, all they've missed was a quarterback. Yeah, and I don't think Tannehill's going to get a big contract out of Tennessee. I think, he will. I think well, he's I, a, if if he if he goes, you know, he, he has a winning record as a quarterback. He won't get a huge contract. He'll, he'll, he'll get be a, a he'll get a three year bridge contract. Yeah, he's he's a bridge guy. He's the guy that they're going to have to transition into the franchise quarterback they're going to. But the way he's playing right now, though, up. if that continues, oh, he's going to be getting a little big contract, nah, even at thirty one. He won't get a big one. If he play, if like I say, if we go four and one and he's eight and two as a starter, then we make it in the playoffs as a division leader. Still, I don't garner a big contract. Anyways, moving on to guys. Yeah, that, moving don't on garner a contract. With that guys, team they have, they better do something. Moving on to guys that do get big contracts: New England Patriots, Tom Brady, and the Patriots beating the Cowboys. You mean somebody that turns down a big contract? Thirteen to nine. Uh, he gets. He gets them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about Dak. Oh yeah, yeah. Dak. Turns I don't want down. thirty million dollars. No. Dak was 19 to 33, 212 yards and an interception. Uh, Zeke was held to 86 yards rushing. Uh, it was a terrible game. Patriots, Patriots did enough to just win. Hey, then that's all that counts that's, at this point. They're 10 and one. I'm sure they're pissed off because they didn't go out there and put 70 on the Cowboys. But they're 10 and one. They're five and zero at home this year. Uh, they're pretty much. In the playoffs, I mean, you know, they're the Patriots. They're going to win a couple more games, if, <laughs> if not every one of them. Yeah. Well, so, and, uh, speaking of the interception that Dak threw, Amari Cooper was held to, like, no catches. Yeah. And the interception was thrown at him, and Stephen Gilmore oh, me that. Yeah, he, slid he, right in on it. He hopped in front of it and, and snagged it. So, uh, not a whole lot to talk about, like we said. Uh, it's Patriots defense held – the Cowboys' offense to nine points, and everybody talked about how good the Cowboys' field goals. offense was. I needed them field goals because guess who kicker? <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I made a, I made a few little smart, you know, free agent pickups the last just, couple weeks. Just couple. Hey, you know the freaking Dallas kicker, nine points. I thank you. But the <laughs> the last two games, the Sunday night and Monday night games, which is potentially. Your NFL Super Bowl could be teams. Uh, they look like the two best teams in their conferences. Uh, so you have the 49ers taking on the Packers. I don't know if anybody watched this game, but the <laughs> the Packers couldn't do shit. I mean, it was Aaron Rodgers seeing ghosts. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what the fuck he was seeing. He was he wasn't seeing wide open receivers. No, fuck no, because uh, the 49ers had everything on lock. Uh, 37-8, to eight, those eight points only came in the third quarter for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Garoppolo was 14-20 for 253 and two touchdowns. Uh, Greg Kittle, or George Kittle, sorry. George Kittle had a, a huge game, six for 129 and a touchdown. Yes, son. Uh, the, the touchdown reception, that joker was just trotting and kind of turned and then turned back and was like, turn them on, I'm here. Woo. Gone. Do you know he's playing hurt? Uh, every tight end plays no. hurt. He's playing a little more hurt than everybody else. Like he has a major injury. You, you even heard nothing about no. this? Oh, I've, I've been on call, so I've been having to leave and go late night. So I got, of course, I got ESPN radio on. 
Look it up. He's playing with an injury that's not to no, be taken lightly. The guy's doing good. So well, he's been he's been out the last couple of weeks. Not or not, he hasn't played on a high high pitch count. I yeah. guess you could say he's been playing sparringly here and there. But this past week he exploded. Yeah. Well, this this guy came out of Iowa weighing like a buck ninety playing tight end. Now that Joker's so, like yeah, two seventy, nice, nice looking jack. like mini Grunk. Yeah, nice <laughs> jacked and running decent routes. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot to cover. 37-8, Green Bay Packers got drug. Uh, then moving on to Monday night. Just, Speaking of somebody getting drugged. This was going to be an offensive matchup. This was going to be a good one. Uh, 45 points later, uh, <laughs> the Ravens win 45-6. to It was the Lamar Jackson show. It, Again. It was the Mark Ingram show. This is your NFL MVP. Oh, it has to be. Uh, no matter what Christian McCaffrey and all the boys do now, you ain't catching him. No. Five touchdown passes, yeah. you ain't catching him. Yeah, he had 169 yards through the air for, with five touchdowns. He had like 90, what, 95 on the ground. Uh, he's just doing his thing. and He is playing Madden. He is. He's, he's a real-life Madden player. Uh, actually, his Madden ranking goes to 96 on, on speed. speed. So he's the fastest-rated quarterback ever on the game, of and we've Madden. had Mike Vick, son. Yeah, we've we've had some we've had some quick cats playing quarterback. Mike Vick, Colin Kaepernick. We've had some guys with wheels in the NFL, and Lamar Jackson's bumped it up to ninety six. So, <laughs> so yeah, he was sacked twice. Whoop de do. They got a whole nine yards out of him on sacks. But Jared Goff, twenty six and thirty seven for two hundred twelve yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. <coughs> Garbage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams as a team. I've been covering this stat. The last a couple team. weeks now. <laughs> nine carries. Nine carries for 22 yards. You can get that on both hands. Yeah. Nine, 22. <laughs> yeah. So those 22 yards came from six Todd Gurley attempts, and everybody else had one carry for no yards, or one carry for one yard, or one carry for negative yard. So, I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. These boys do do. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Throwing the ball, boy, throw the ball ain't bad. Throwing the ball 37 times and two picks. But he's usually he's usually throwing at 50-something with the picks and yeah, the low so, rushing. Uh, golf the Rams also, got to figure it out because they went from being one of the most explosive teams last year yeah. to straight garbage. I don't know how the hell they've won six games. They've been close ones. Playing the freaking Arizona Cardinals every week? Well, Cardinals ain't Probably going to beat them. Yeah, Cardinals not a slouch. But Goff and Jackson both had fumbles. And didn't lose them, though. Uh, but, yeah, the the big thing from this is – I'm actually going to look to see who Jackson, they beat. Lamar Jackson doing his thing. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm going to look to see who they beat. They beat the Panthers week one by three. Yep, they beat the, they beat the They beat the Saints. Yeah. 27-9. Yeah. They beat the Browns by a touchdown. They lost to the Buccaneers. They lost to the Seahawks. They've lost to the 49ers. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Bengals. They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Bears, and they just lost to the Ravens. Yeah, beat the Bears. Beat the Bears, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like, we're – they do-do, son. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not the team we've been used to. Yeah, like, I'm absolutely blown away. I feel bad for freaking starting Cooper Cup. Yeah, but so, I figured he'd at least get something out of it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So He got me a few points. It wasn't like he was freaking explosive or nothing, but damn. 
He's Most, been so good at some points and times, and it's now you see this, and he's bleh, yeah, six he, catches for thirty-five whopping yards, baby. Yeah, golf can't can't spread the ball around enough when they're not running the ball. But I mean, nine one of the fastest times. players in the NFL, Brandon Cooks, can't even get him the ball. Yeah, I mean, you run the ball nine times a game, defense is going to set back. I if if a team's running the ball nine times against me as a coach. I'm rushing three guys every play. And then you have the Ravens running 48 times. Exactly. Get some. Yeah. So Power this is, football. This is smash mouth, run the down ball football that the Ravens are doing. And it's really not because their quarterback's doing a lot of running. <laughs> but still counts. Still counts. But moving on, tomorrow night, Thanksgiving night, you can always bet your bottom dollar that the goddamn Lions and the Cowboys are going to be playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, you got the Bears and the Lions. The Bears. Showing up in Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan, the Motor City. Uh, Chicago's a five-point favorite. They're going to win that game. Uh, probably. Khalil Mack's going to get three sacks. Yeah, I mean, it's – New kid on the block. It's going to be a rough outing for the Lions. Uh, and then down, do down in Arlington, we got the Cowboys taking on the Bills. Cowboys, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh I do not do not overlook the Bills defense. They have a good defense. Those guys are playing football. Give me the Bills. Uh so I mean I can't take the Cowboys no matter what happens. I don't yeah, you can. No, nah, I don't take them Cowboys. I don't care if they're playing the Alabama high school state champions from nineteen sixty three. Still taking the the latter. But anyways. <laughs> uh then tomorrow night we've got Little action, Saints and the Falcons. Saints are technically playing away because they're in Atlanta, but it's still a Mercedes-Benz stadium, so it's like the Mercedes-Benz dome. <laughs> it's pretty much it's all the same. Uh, Saints are a seven-point favorite. I'd take the Saints by 14. Yeah, well, Falcons beat the brakes off of them last time they played. Yeah, this two different teams now. Oh, they're playing at home now. Yeah, they're playing at home, but they don't have their... their I'm trying to talk you into taking the fucking Falcons so I can take the Saints. No, I'm taking the Saints. You're an asshole. Yeah, go go Saints. Spelled funny. (laughs) On Sunday, we have the uh, Jets traveling to Shitsinati, because it smells like shit there if you've never been there. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the Jets favored by three and a half. Pretty sure uh, the boys are going to roll in there and smack them around. The Bengals are absolutely atrocious. Um... Darnold and them will probably get it done pretty easily. But, like I said, the Bengals ain't laid down. They even, you know, they've been playing. They just ain't getting shit out of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they have to play to get a paycheck. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> in the next game, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. Another huge game in that division. Um, Jacoby Brissett is back, I think. He, he, did, he did play last week. He okay. played last week. All right. Uh, the Titans have struggled against the Colts. It is well documented. I pray to, to the good Lord above that the Titans can come away with this win. We need this win in a bad way because it pulls us, I think, a half game to the um, Houston Texans, who we have twice. So if we can win this game and then beat the Texans twice, we are division champs. That's, that's the only thing we can hang our hat on right now because trying to get a wild card is extremely hard with all the, the jockeying that's going to be going oh, on. Yeah. You don't want somebody to give you help getting into the playoffs. You want to dominate and get there yourself. Uh, the Titans have a chance to. 
Uh, Derrick Henry is approaching 1,000 yards for the second consecutive season. He's already hit the 10-touchdown plateau. Um, it should be exciting. Speed on speed. You have T.Y. Hilton, Adore Jackson. You have the new Williams kid as the running back heading into play the stout Titans defense. Uh, Jacoby Brissett off coming off the loss to the Texans. Hope he gets beat down. But you never know. Like I said, it's the freaking Colts and the Titans. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I know. Give me the Titans, baby. Uh, heading down to Mammy Hard Rock Stadium, also known as Dope Campbell South. Uh, the Not the Florida State Seminoles, unfortunately. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Miami Dolphins. Philly's a 10-point favorite. Uh, I do believe the Eagles turned this around, lost last week to the Seahawks. Uh, lose to the Seahawks, go and beat the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a, a heavy dose of running the football. How we're going to play this week? Uh, don't know. Don't, you never know. Sanders? Miles Sanders will play. Jay Ajayi. Got him on the will, side, baby. Will probably play. Uh, Zach Ertz will be the number one receiving target again because they don't have a receiver. They're saying that uh, Alshon and uh, Nelson Aguilar should be able to suit up. Alshon was about to suit up last week. Something happened in uh, pregame warm-ups. Uh, just didn't – that they never said what happened. Doug Peterson just said didn't feel like he was a go. So, benched him again. We lost the game. Uh, so, yeah, Eagles 10-point favorite. I, I don't know if I'd take the points. Eagles by 17. Fly! Eagles fly. I got it right for this for you. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know about 17. Eagles will win. 17. Eagles will win. Uh, heading up to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, for the Jersey. New for the New York Giants playing in New Jersey, uh, <laughs> taking on the Green Bay Packers. Packers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I would take the Packers in 14 in this Oh, one. yeah. Packers are going to uh, beat the shit out of the Giants after that shit show they laid the they, other night. They are mad as hell. Uh, the Giants can be mad because they lost too, but they're not going to be as mad as the yeah. Packers. They're they're shit though. So yeah, they they know they were supposed to. The lose. Packers are playoff contenders, not pretenders like the Giants thought. Yeah. Wish they were. Yeah, <laughs> they can't even be a pretender. They're so bad. Next we have the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are we going to have a a helmet slap again this time? Probably not because uh, Mason Rudolph. Who knows if he's going to start since? Uh, he's going to be, no. He's 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 not starting the game. Yeah, he's going to be on the bench because Hodges came. So in is he so going to be sitting there chilling on the sideline and somebody get tackled? And as they're getting tackled, is he going to like be holding his helmet in his hand and going to give you know that little that fake fall and a little little business? I, th- I think he's going to be so mad that he's not playing. He's not even going to know what's going on. Uh, so hold that clipboard, bitch. Yeah, Browns. Browns are a two point favorite in this game. Uh, I think. We need the Browns to win this game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect, though. You know, we need the Browns to win this game because right now the Steelers are sitting at six and five. So if they fall to six and six, it gives us more hope. Hey, by us, you mean Titans fans? Yeah. yeah. Well, I say that I don't have a dog in that race. Go do do Browns, even though we beat y'all's ass. So <laughs> uh, heading over to Charlotte, North Carolina, Panthers taking on the Redskins. Panthers ten point favorite. Uh, another team that coming off of a tough loss, uh, Redskins coming off of a win, barely. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to run away with this. It's going to oh, be yeah. a heavy Big dose. Plays. Yeah, heavy dose Big of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, 
Uh, last week, I believe uh, Josh Norman for the Redskins was a healthy scratch. So, row, row, raggy. Who knows what's going on there? But uh, yeah, it's a Dolby scared. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I think Panthers run away with this and Redskins lose yet again. Oh snap! Your boy. Playing your boy. <laughs> two, two of my guys. <laughs> your boy's playing your boy. Who you got? Two of my guys playing each other. Buccaneers and Jaguars. Uh, Tampa Bay's a one-point favorite. Might as well just make this a push game. Uh, I think Jameis does enough to win. He's got two of the best wide receivers in football. He's one of the quarterbacks in the league that's not afraid to throw into any coverage. Uh, so I think the Buccaneers win probably by about seven, but it's going to be a close game, and Winter Fournette's going to get his, and Nick Foles is going to look good too. Jameis will have more interceptions than Nick Foles, guaranteed. Give me them Jags. Okay. Big Dick Nick for the win. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with it. I mean, I don't have a dog <laughs> in the race. I just like the two quarterbacks. All right, next we have a possible preview for the Super Bowl. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Baltimore, Maryland, taking on them Ravens. Who you got? You know, part of me wants to pick one way because it's hard to beat a team twice, and if this is our Super Bowl, who knows which way it's going to go. Part of me wants to go the other way because this, this defense for the 49ers is absolutely monstrous. Uh Nick Bosa is something special already. Lamar Jackson something special, too. I'd have to pick the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to give the 49ers their second loss. Give me them Niners, baby. Uh, I'm a defensive guy, so. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I like watching people get the shit knocked out of them. There better be plenty of it in this game. It's going to be a cold and wet game in Baltimore. Better be Maryland. some snot bubbles popping up. And to me, cold and wet gives the Ravens a better advantage than it does the 49ers. Because, like we said last week, they ran the ball 48 times, I think is what you said. So I'm being, taking the 49ers plus the six. What's being, up? Being able to run the ball uh, will give the Ravens a little bit more of an advantage. I will definitely take the Niners in that game. I like it. I'll take the Ravens. Moving on to the desert, Glendale, Arizona. Jake from State Farm <laughs> Stadium. Got the... <laughs> Got the Los Angeles Lam- Los Angeles Lambs, the Lambs taking on the Cardinals. Man. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you play like one, you get called. Uh, true that, true that. Playing like a lamb because they're soft as fucking wool. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the Rams are favored by three. Ugh. Cardinals gonna get them at home. If the Rams run nine times, Cardinals win by fifty. If the Rams run twenty nine times, Rams will win. Yeah. Uh, it's that simple. Simple math of counting my toes and everything. Yeah. But I think the Cardinals should win this one. Push the Rams to even. Look, the Cardinals have been struggling, so they got to get something going for them. We hope they can get in on that action. Uh, next game, we have the Chargers traveling to Denver Broncos. Uh, Phillip wow. Rivers uh, throwing touchdowns almost on the same pace as uh, Jameis Winston. The defense for the Denver Broncos really ain't that bad. But I actually think that uh, the Chargers will get in this with the other Bosa, Big Swole, uh, get in there and rattle some cages. Chargers by four. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers too, only because I believe one of my guys, Derwin James. Is make, he back? Making his return this year. Do you have a core issue or some shit? Yeah, tore something. Uh, coming off injury reserve, though, 
coming back, he's probably going to get a pick or two this game. Ooh, talking that shit. Uh, I like it. Yeah, going to Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City, Missouri. Delicious barbecue there, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> Oakland Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are a 10-point favorite. I'd take the Chiefs in 18. You know the Chiefs are going to try to do something because the last time they played, them Titans whooped their ass. We didn't whoop their ass. We kind of blocked foot at the end of game one. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? We got a win. They've they had, took the L. They went home. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game against the Oakland Raiders. But they're also two and three at home. They are not playing good at home whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with two weeks to prepare. And like I said earlier, John Gruden was yelling names at referees Gruden last week. Grinders. That I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to repeat. So my mother watches this show sometimes. <laughs> uh, Her mouth's worse than ours. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think the Chiefs win heavily in this. Josh Jacobs going to do his thing, of course. Uh, yeah, I figure that 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 ten's pretty accurate. That's what I was thinking. The Chiefs win by ten. Yeah. Uh, next game is the Sunday night game. We have the New England Patriots traveling to Houston, Texas, taking on the Houston Texans. What you think about that? I think Sean Watson's going to get his, and the Patriots are going to win. Really? Yeah. Give me the Patriots. Jersey game. That's why I said Patriots win. Damn it. I yeah. Deshaun's no. get his. Oh. Yeah, Deshaun will get his. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was reading. Yeah. No. Deshaun will get his. He's, I don't think he's going to get his. He's going to have numbers. I think the boys are going to rough Patriots him up a win. little bit. They will. Patriots defense is playing, again, phenomenal football. Uh, but Sean Watson's an athlete. He's going to be able to move the pocket, do things that the Patriots haven't seen a quarterback do this year. Uh, yeah, Patriots win that one. Probably a little more than three, though. Uh, like I said, and we also need that L thrown on the Houston Texans. Come on, Patriots fans. Long time I'm going to root for you. And if you lose, I'm talking shit about you for real. Last game of the week. Monday night football. My boys are back, so hopefully my fancy team gets a push. I need it. It's time to grind, baby. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to Seattle, Washington, taking on the Seahawks. This should be a really good game. Uh, it's, I think it's a coin flip. It, it really is. Because you can't you can't guess who's going to show up. No. Are you going to get the good Minnesota Vikings team or are you going to get the fucking shit one that gets blown out by 20 in the first half and they have to really, really fight to come back and win? Yeah. I want a really good game out of this. Uh, both teams are really good. Both of them. They're not slouches whatsoever. Yeah, uh, one of them. And like I said, they're not. Like I said, this is this could be a potential playoff matchup. Yeah, very, very well could be. This Both of these guys are sitting atop. Well, actually, the Seahawks aren't. Because this, of the 49ers. Yeah, but like I said, the Seahawks are right there with the 49ers tops in their division. Uh, Vikings are sitting at the top of their division, if I'm not mistaken, or is it the Green Bay Packers? No, uh, like I said, those are the top four. I know for those yeah. two sides, but like I said, that's really good football being played between these guys. Um, I actually think Dalvin Cook and the boys will grind them. Oh, Low yeah. scoring game. Yeah, most definitely. Twenty four, twenty. Yeah, if you want to call that low scoring, most definitely. That is low scoring. Uh, to that's middle scoring. Low would be like fourteen to seventeen to me. But anyways, uh, yeah, twenty one, twenty four. It's gonna somewhere, be under somewhere around there. It'd be under. <laughs> I do think it'd be under the 50, barely. Uh, but, yeah, I I think the Vikings will watch game film from the Eagles last week playing the Seahawks and see what the Eagles did to slow that offense down 
and be able to build on that. And with a run game like Dalvin Cook and the receivers like Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Can't uh, forget Rudolph, son. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith Jr., all those guys, they're going to be able to spread the ball around. And I, I would go with the Vikings too also. Well, all right, guys. That concludes our show for the week. That Hope you it. guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. Please be safe in your travels. Hug your families. Kiss them. Hold them tight. Give them all the sugars. Yeah. Tell them to crack bad and say what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, share us. Put us on the dinner table. You know. I wouldn't do that let, at the dinner table. Somebody might get angry about let, that. Grandma let, might hit you with a glass of sweet tea. Let the, let the family listen while y'all enjoy a meal and watch football or something. But anyways, uh, we appreciate everybody that tunes in and joins us every week. Uh, like to send a big shout out to our regulars that support us. Uh, still thankful for all the support, all the likes, and all the shares. So we appreciate that. Guys, I hope to see you guys around. Like I said, if you see us out and about, don't be shy. Come and say hello. Until next time. WD831.